It is 12 o'clock and welcome to the Friday edition of the MoneyWeb at Midday show. This show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. My name is Rijk van Ikerk and it has been a, a busy and a very interesting week. The BRICS Summit concludes today and we have uh, former President Jacob Zuma in the dock on corruption charges. Um, but on a, from a market's perspective, all eyes uh, will be on the U.S. when uh, the U.S. reports um, economic growth numbers for the second quarter. The expectation is for growth of around 4.3% quarter on quarter, which uh, is more than double the, the growth of 2% that was reported in the first quarter. On the corporate front, it's a bit quiet. Uh, NASPAS's uh, CEO Bob van Dijk, however, said in an in an interview that NASPAS is considering the listing of some uh, of its businesses outside South Africa to reduce its overall size. Some interesting comments there. And I'll speak to Chantal Marks, Head of Research at FNB Wealth and Investments in a minute about these and other stories. But first, let's look at the markets. The JSC All Share is trading 0.7% higher and is currently at 57,155 points. Resources uh, has a strong day, up 1.97%, nearly 2% there. Industrials uh, up 1.0.45%, uh, whilst financials uh, are trading up nearly a third of a percent. Let's look at international markets. The FTSE 100 in London is trading uh, 0.4% higher. The DAX also 0.4% higher, while the CIC 40 uh, has gained 0.17%. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained uh, half a percent. Shanghai lost 1.1%, while the Hang Seng uh, is relatively flat. Let's look at some uh, shares that are performing well. BHP Billiton has gained uh, 3.7%. The Stell has gained 2.5%. PSG Consult is pra- trading 2.07% uh, higher. Ital Tile has gained 2%. And uh, MTN has, uh, is trading 1.6% higher. On the downside, a British American Tobacco down 2.3%. Raynet down 2.25%. Probably because of the bat uh, decline. Aspen also down 1.4%. ShopRite 1.3%. While the JSE has lost 0.3%. Let's look at currencies. The uh, rand is trading at 13 rand 23 against the dollar, 17 rand 34 against the pound, and 15 rand 40 against the euro. The uh, dollar is trading at 111 Japanese yen. The euro is trading at $1.16. The pound at $1.30. Bitcoin at $7,960 or 110,851 rand. Gold is trading at $1,219, Brent crude at $74, platinum at $824.30, while on the capital market the R186 uh, is standing at 8.59%. Chantal Marks, uh, Head of Research at F&B Wealth and Investments, uh, welcome to the show. Let's start with uh, the BRICS Summit that concludes today. What uh, are your main takeaways from uh, this uh, significant uh, event? Yeah, I mean, the main takeaway is that, that China really is still in the controlling seat. And um, and there's been some really good bilateral talks between uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa and the rest of the leaders. I think in particular for ESCOM, it's been quite a positive uh, week uh, on the back of an agreement that uh, some of the Chinese banks will be open to funding um, that struggling utility. Um, I think 
from from that perspective, it was quite positive. Also, China committing to um, a total of just close to 15 billion US dollars of investment in South Africa. So, um, bringing President Soroposa closer to his uh, 100 billion uh, dollar kind of target, he's already well in the 30 billions. So, um, overall, I think a, a positive uh, outcome for South Africa. Yeah, I think uh, there will be a, a unified opposition to what is happening uh, on the trade war front, although there seems to be uh, an easing in intention and an expectation that Donald Trump and the U.S. may back down a bit. Yeah, I mean, we've seen them back down a little bit when it comes to the European Union. Um, they kind of came together uh, this week and just decided to sit around the table again and suspend any sort of uh, protectionist policy prior to uh, more discussion. And I think the idea generally across the world and across markets are that he might be willing to do the same with China, um, although... It, it's a little bit more politically sensitive. Um, it does show that he is willing to actually talk to uh, some of these trading partners. The market, uh, we have had two relatively good days on the market, uh, but it seems a bit, a bit directionless. We're virtually flat for, for the week so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the rebound over the last two days, just kind of erasing uh, losses early in the week and late last week. Um, and it's it really is all about sentiment and it's it's all about the, the, the trade war story. I think later this afternoon we might get a definitive direction uh, once the GDP data out of the U.S. comes out. Um, if that is a if if it's positive and strong, um, and the kind of general uh, belief in the market is that the U.S. will continue growing strongly for some time, we should see the market quite supportive. If there's any sort of disappointment on that number, uh, you might see a sell-off in world markets, and the JSC won't be unaffected. But the the expectation is 4.3 percent. Uh, growth for the the world's largest econ economy of 4.3% is actually uh, it's a very high number. Yeah, I mean it's massive for it's massive for the US. Um, it's coming off a off a less than uh, I mean the the base isn't as undemanding as it was five years ago, but but still I mean last year we were still seeing kind of two percent growth more or less out of the US. Um, but this is a this isn't going to be an exceptionally strong number. Um, I'm not actually sure what what exactly is driving it, but certainly from a from a corporate earnings perspective, um, tax breaks have have really driven um, earnings. In, in corporate America, and it might have something to do with this as well. Now, several reports state that the higher expectation or the 4.3% expectation flows from the higher private consumption um, due to the strong jobs growth in, in the U.S. as well as the increased government spending. Um, but, you yeah. know, how much of this can you attribute to, to Trump and how much to his predecessor? Well, I mean, it's... It, Economic cycles are quite interesting, and it's always funny to see the, um, the 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 new the new president come in on a um, on kind of a an, up, an economic upswing and um, uh, kind of praising themselves uh, for any sort of fast growth um, that emerges from work that's been done um, in in previous uh, well actually with by previous uh, administrations. If you look at the Obama administration, 
came in right at the at the at the dip of or, or quite kind of in the in the middle of the economic crisis in 2007 2008 um, and a lot of work had to be done to to rebuild that economy um, and to rebuild the base from which you are getting this really strong growth um, jobs growth is certainly not really a, a function of any of the policies that the US administ- the new US administration um, has put in place um, and if that is the reason for for strong economic growth um, my sense is that it has more to do with what the previous administration did, but I might also just be a little bit biased. <laughs> Let's look at the, the local economy. Let's say Kanyahu, the uh, governor of the Reserve Bank, said this morning that he expects uh, moderate growth um, or, or at least positive growth for the second quarter of the local economy. Um, and he says, um, you know, uh, that would um, ensure that we don't go into a technical recession after we... Uh, slipped by 2.2% in the first quarter. Do you share that uh, optimism? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, we agree. So the first quarter generally is a very poor quarter for South Africa. Uh, we have the, in, in November, you have quite high um, consumption expenditure coming through from uh, Black Friday. In December, of course, you've got festive season trading, uh, really supporting that number. So there's a lot of consumption expenditure in the, th- in the fourth quarter. So usually in the first quarter, you'll see kind of a small contraction or growth flowing quite significantly quarter on quarter. Um, and of course, the technical recession is when you see two consecutive quarters of contraction on a quarter to quarter uh, on a quarter on quarter basis uh, we don't expect that to be the case in the second quarter um, the first quarter is kind of technically weak but uh, we should see a recovery in the in the second quarter and it will also probably be positive on a year-on-year basis yeah. Naspers's uh, Bob van Dijk said in an interview to, with Bloomberg that uh, Naspers may consider listing some of its businesses outside South Africa to reduce the overall size. It's, he said um, Naspers's size represents around 20% of the JSE, and this forces investors to be underweight in the share, and that means that they need to reduce uh, their shareholding. Um, and he's also very concerned about the discount to which uh, Naspers is trading to its um, investment in Tencent. Uh, is this unexpected? No, I mean, not at all. The, the, the NASPAS management team and NASPAS shareholders have been complaining about this discount to Tencent for quite some time. Um, there's been a couple of suggestions on, on how the company can close this discount. I think the most popular being share buybacks, but the company's not interested because they believe that they can still make good investment decisions and, and grow at, at a higher rate. Um, then, then, they're, um, then, then what they intend to or what their, their, their cost of capital is. Uh, so they won't, they don't want to give back money to shareholders right now. Um, so that's op- that option is basically um, out of uh, off the table. They're not looking to unbundle ten cents, which would be another value unlock for for shareholders because they still believe in the long term growth. Uh, prospects of the company, so they still want it in their stable. So the other the other way to do it is to basically list some of the underlying businesses in order to get a market valuation on it. And um, the the logic is that once you've got market based valuations on these little com- compartments of of Nasdaq, uh, you should see a natural value uplift there. So I'm not at all surprised. Uh, also not surprised that they're looking outside of South Africa. Um, one of the things that they've also explored is a secondary listing offshore for the entity as a whole, um, because that will reduce the local free float for Nasdaq, which should reduce its uh, weighting in the index. Uh, because absolutely, I mean, we take that, that we take that point, and 
us as a house even, it's it's very difficult for you to be at weight or overweight NASPASH because your risk exposure is just way too big. So for active managers, generally, if you like NASPASH, you're underweight, uh, even if you're very bullish on the stock. So um, something like this might um, might might be a way to, to solve for this issue. Does that mean it's a strong buy? Yeah, I mean, there's still value in the stock. If you just look at uh, the the underlying uh, or the share price relative to the net asset value of the company, um, even just just 10 cents, it's trading at a 30-35%, uh, even as high as 40% discount at times, just to the 10 cents stake, which means the rest of the business is basically um, for free. And there, there is value in that business, even though they're still investing in a lot of kind of startup type uh, type stories. Um, companies like like MultiChoice, even though um, growth has slowed, has still have a lot of has a lot of value attached to it. It is highly cash generative. Um, some of the more exciting investments like Delivery Euro, um, even OLX, uh, moving closer to to profitability. Uh, these are exciting companies that should have a value attached to it, and and not a negative value, which is what the the market ascribes to it right now. Well, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Chantel. That was Chantel Marks, Head of Research at F&B Wealth and Investments. Well, uh, unfortunately, all that is all we have time for. This show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. And that's it for the Friday edition of the Money Web at Midday Show. My name is Rek van Ikerk, and thanks for tuning in. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saika.co.za. 